Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everybody else. This is the Joe Miro Podcast. With us today, as usual, is Joe. Joe, say hi. Um, hey, hey, everybody. How's it going? Um, also, we have Michael. Michael, what's up? Hey, hey, everybody. How's it going? Cool, cool, cool. And last but not least, we have Robert. Hey, hey, everybody. How's it going? I lied when I said last but not least. Special guest, introduce yourself. We don't have a special guest this episode. It's just the three of us. Uh, um, yeah, so welcome to the Joe Miro Podcast, where you've been here before. You know what's going on. You know what we're going to do. Going to talk a little. Just going to enjoy ourselves. So before we dive into things, everyone, how's it going? I'm doing pretty good. I'm all right. Cool. I, uh, I'm uh, in a much better place than I was a week ago. Um, that's That's great. I'm listening to lots of good music. I'm going to beat Doom Eternal for the fourth time. You soon. listening to Donda yet? Uh, no, because no one is. Christ. So, besides Kanye and his <laughs> crack team of music producers and things. Depression so, exists. Yep. Um, I will be listening to that when it releases not the date it says it's going to release. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm pretty good. That's good. I'm also doing pretty well. I have uh, some zucchini bread from... Uh, Edda's family, and it's uh, it's been absolutely delicious. I've been munching down on that. I went on a nice hike today. Oh, Eagle nice. Creek. Yeah, it was beautiful. And there was uh, two of our friends had brought their dogs along, and they were very adorable. Well, one of them is adorable. The other one's very annoying. But <laughs> I know what that's like. <laughs> yeah. But the other one was so sweet, and uh, it was just fun to get out and be in nature. It was a beautiful day. How's the weather yeah. like by you right now? Oh God, it's it's absolutely wonderful. It's like, I think we're like right around seventy-two. Oh, that's wow. nice. Slight, like a slight breeze as well. It's Why beautiful. is it eighty-six where I'm at? That's not fair. And we got that. Uh, we got that Michigan, Lake Michigan uh, air coming down, dude. Probably, probably. Maybe just get yourself a great lake. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'll go build a lake in my backyard real quick. <laughs> Big <Build>. do that. <laughs> Joey, how are you? I'm okay. I don't feel too well. My stomach hurts a little bit. I ate a lot of candy and ice cream and <laughs> some gluten-free pizza last night. Can't imagine what's causing that stomach ache. <laughs> I sw- I'm pretty sure it's that gluten-free pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. My stomach's been upset like all day. I woke up at like 3 o'clock this morning. With it hurting, and then I woke up, went to work, and it hurt, and now I'm here, and I'm just drinking water, you know. Yeah, stay hydrated, dude. That's like it's a good first step. That is legitimately the key to being healthy. If there is any, if the, if anyone's like unhealthy, just drink more water. I yeah. swear that I swear that does it. <laughs> I uh, I hesitate to ask uh, what the occasion was for the copious amounts of sweets you ate. Uh, no, nothing really. Um, <laughs> hold on, hold on, what's today? Sunday, uh, Friday, Friday night, I played D&D. So, you know, snacks. Oh, okay. So that was part yeah. of it. Yeah. I ate a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, Mike and Ike's and Lifesaver gummies. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is a lot of sugar. <laughs> they were good though. They were good. I like Mike and Ike's. Cool. So are we ready to jump into things? Yeah, take it away. No. Joe, me okay. boy. All right. We'll wait. Okay, I'm ready now. Okay, cool. Um, uh, so, I'm Joe, what do you got? Oh, okay. 
uh, Michael, am I ready? Um, hold on, let me check my watch. Okay, you're ready. Okay, cool. All right, Joe, you ready? No. I'm ready. All right, Joe, take it away. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> um, so some of you guys may know this. Some of you guys may not know this, but we still have a global pandemic going on. Yeah. <laughs> is your topic COVID again? My topic is indeed COVID again. The return. Unfortunately. Electric boogaloo. So when is this thing going to end? So like we had it going on for a long time. And then, like, they lifted the mask mandate and, like, they brought out the vaccine so that everyone can get it, not just certain people. Now it's, like, available to everyone. And now, Robert, I'm not sure about where you're at, but where I'm at, we have the mask mandate back in effect. And we're also going back to restaurants like social distancing and stuff like that. Michael, I've, I saw that your mayor of your town announced that they're going to bring back the mask mandate. Has that happened yet? Yes, John Mayer announced that. Okay, cool. Um, he's bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> Robert, our... Are you uh, doing a mask mandate where you're at? I have to find out through word of mouth because I have no online connection. I mean, I could probably look it up right now. Um, but I know that some, uh, I feel like some stores are starting to do it, but everyone's still kind of just is free balling it. Yeah. So some places in the United States are like starting to crack back down on things and now enforcing the mask mandate and then who knows if it continues we may just go into going back down to limiting the capacity of social events and indoor places and if it, if it gets even worse we might just go into another quarantine and you know i don't want this i don't want that i don't want any of this i just want it to be over like now we got the delta strand and the other strand i don't know man it's just all ridiculous that's how I feel about it. How do y'all feel about it? When's it going to end? <laughs> Robert, would you like to jump into this and try to predict the future once again? What? Well, I said, would you like to try and predict the future once again? <laughs> yeah, what did we say last time? I don't know. That was like 12 weeks ago, and it should be over by now, but it's not. I mean, do I can't you want, get over like, this. Do you want my like full opinion? Because... I, want, I want whatever you want to give the, everyone. What do you want to give the world? I mean, so I think here, let me let me go to the CDC website just to make sure I, I have my facts straight. But last I checked, I, I could have swore I saw it was like only 60% of Americans have their first uh, vaccination shot. Um, so let me double check that real quick before I get into my thing. So, you know, I just uh, realized that um, we actually have exclusive Robert coverage on Joe Miro here. Because he's <laughs> unplugged from the rest of the internet. Um, we should really start advertising that, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> what? We we talked about COVID for the first time on April 14th. Okay. And it is currently August 1st. Yeah. I keep forgetting it's August now. Yeah, so I, I was close, but off by it's 69% of adults. So we've got that nice. going for us. That's great. Um, yeah, I guess... <sighs> So the thing is, like, so I think it's called herd immunity. Now I'm no scientist. I mean, my fourth grade teacher would argue that everyone's a scientist, but I'm no real scientist. And I think I believe it's like you have to have over 80 to 90 percent of like the quote unquote herd, like everybody 
in order to get herd immunity, which means like basically it doesn't pass between people. Uh, and it, the thing is not evolving fast enough to infect people that do have vaccinations, but that's not where we're at right now because this is only 70% of people who have the first shot. And so this is, I mean, Johnson and Johnson only accounts for a small percentage of all the vaccinations that are being given. Um, I could, are, are, are they making new, um, vaccinations for the new strains? Well, yeah. I mean, these pharmaceutical companies are constantly working on this stuff because I mean, it's it's profitable. (laughs) So if, if for one reason or another, you don't have the first vaccine and you decide to get the updated vaccine, can you do that? Or do you have to get both of them? I'm, well, I don't, I don't know. This is a guess, but I would assume, let's say you got the Pfizer first dose. Um, well, you have to get the second dose within two weeks. So if you didn't get the second dose, then you'd probably have to go back and redo it all no, over again. I mean, I mean, like the the Delta dose. I mean, yeah, you, booster shots. It's kind of like I, what I'm assuming is I hate to say this, and is I don't want this to sound super like black pill, <laughs> like doomsday scenario, but like I think we, we're going to have COVID for the rest of our lives, and it's not going to be like the extent to what we have. I think that it will eventually become somewhat something like the flu, uh, where every year you get your COVID shot along with your flu shot, uh, at least at the rate that it's going right now, because it is a, it, it is evolving so fast, and so few people are getting the vaccination and I don't want to put the blame just on people. The government has done a a pretty poor job at trying to promote this message. Uh, And also worldwide, we're not providing access to the vaccine worldwide. So like, let's say we have it all covered in the United States. Let's pretend everyone in the United States gets vaccinated. If no one in India gets vaccinated, the thing is going to evolve. And then eventually people in the United States who are vaccinated are going to start getting sick again. Um, Again, I'm not a scientist. This is just what I've heard online. So, I'm taking your word for it. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming. I, you know, I hope I'm wrong. I don't know, but I, that's just what it feels like at this time. Um, I'm gonna get a booster shot whenever they become available, just because I don't know. I've got grandparents that, that are in their 80s. And I, I would like to see them. Um, again, I'm not worried about like myself because it, it seems like really it's just older people who are dying from this. Like people are getting sick, like people our age and middle-aged people are getting sick for sure. And they feel like crap and they hurt a lot, like not to discredit the pain or anything like that, but older people are the ones that are dying. So, um, didn't, didn't you have COVID? No. Oh, no, I, thought my, you, I thought you did. My brother got it twice. I think, oh, I believe, nice. you, I think Maybe that's me. Well, he got two positive tests. I think only one time he actually felt like really bad. So we think one might have been a false positive. I'll have to check in with him on that. Okay. Um, He should come on the show. He should come on the show and tell us some experience of what life with two COVIDs is like. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. (laughs) This is going to be the Um, COVID podcast. (laughs) I think, you know, but the thing is like people, people are so tired of this. Like, Everyone, I mean, I am. I know you guys probably are. We all just want this to end. And at some point, because we've dealt with this, we, I mean, the country has dealt with this so poorly, people are just going to like, just take their bets. You know, they're just going to be like, well, you know what? F it. I'm going to take my chances, which is not the, the mindset we want our country to have. Again, this is all just a prediction, but that's what it feels like. Um, again, I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I think eventually, you know, it's just going to be like people are like, oh, yeah, COVID's still going. <laughs> and just kind of like that weird chuckle that like deep down, if you think about it too hard, you're like, oh, why am I laughing at this <laughs> sort of thing? So my real quick answer to Joey's question is, I think that COVID will, it will cease to look like what it does right now, and it will eventually become more like the flu. And I think the future is too unpredictable for me to give a solid answer, but there's a lot of variables that go into this. And I think that in order for us to be completely over with COVID, our whole society is going to have to change. And I don't like saying that because that <laughs> there's so much that goes into that that I won't get into right now that maybe I already got into that no one knows about. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> and, you know, it, I think it might eventually be like the flu because um, the flu is deadly, kills a bunch of people every year. That's why everyone should get their flu shot. And that's why there's almost like a public shaming for people to get their flu shot because it's like the only thing that works right now. I hope it doesn't come to that. I hope people just like are like, ah, I should do this because, you know, I love other people. Um, but I think, you know, society is going to get to the point where people are just going to take their chances or hopefully things will resume uh, back to normal. Or I mean, it will never be normal again. It's always going to be a post-COVID world. You know, it's like post-9-11 world, post-World War II world. Um, it's a big event. It's a big world event. The world is always going to be different from this point forward. And to to think that we can hold on to the past, I think is foolish. I hate to say that, but I think it is foolish to just believe in the idea that things will be normal again. Um, the world's forever changed, and now we adapt. Um, I don't think it will be as hard as it, it may seem. I think that we've, we're already uh, almost uh, we're a year and a half, almost exactly, uh, into this. And I think that over time, we will just learn to live with this, uh, as much as I hate saying that. Um, but hopefully it won't be as bad going forward. It will slowly get easier. Like the flu, it's not as deadly. Uh, it's something we still deal with. But again, um, over time, we'll adjust. That's, you know, that's what humanity does. It's like the climate change question. You know, it's like, I think everyone, the climate will definitely hurt the earth, but there will be people who adapt and evolve to live with that. Doesn't mean that everyone's going to be happy and living the exact same lives that we are now but there is a chance for happiness and a chance for a feeling of normalcy in the future um hold on a second you made me i'm gonna get super off topic for like five seconds go for um, it you're not allowed to get off topic on the show me our podcast we always stay on topic <laughs> i think we make that joke every time <laughs> And it's just, and it's, yeah. And it holds true. It's, yeah, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I don't know the validity of this, um, but to go back to Bo Burnham's inside for the third week in a row, um, there's a line in his song, um, that funny feeling, uh, where he says twenty thousand years of this and seven more to go. And I was like, wow, that makes me feel like death is at my door and, you know, uh, we're all going to die soon. Um, so I kind of looked into that to see where he got that, that, uh, line. 
and I came across this thing called, um, or there's this idea apparently among some scientists that the, I'll just read the headline I found right here. Earth could cross the global warming threshold as soon as 2027, which essentially just means that we will reach a point of no return where, um, that sounds we, fun. <laughs> um, and it, it, it's not that it would be crossed in 2027. It's just the, the threshold will be crossed between uh, 2027 and 2020 or 2042. Um, hmm. You just touched on like people will just live with it. And it just kind of made me think of that. Um, but somewhat in relation to that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I think things, I think the way, we society is right now is you know we we don't trust a lot of things and we're just at a point of no return at least with covid and for a long time this is initially where my idea was going to start my my thoughts um for a long time i was thinking you know i can't wait for this to end um and it got to the point where like sort of like january you know we started really rolling out the vaccine I got mine in like February or March and I was like, it's happening. Like it's actually happening. Um, we're going to get to a point where COVID is ending. And it was, uh, within the last week where, when you started seeing the flare ups again in this Delta variant, I was just like full acceptance. It is not going away ever. Um, that is, is something we have to live with. We will get to a point when it is sort of just like the flu. And it's not something we constantly worry about, but it is here to stay. Um, that those are that's my thought. Um, I was already reading about how uh, there was a Pfizer research that indicated that uh, a potential third dose that could increase the effectiveness of the the Pfizer vaccine. Um, so you know there there is always research going into these things, and the just as the um, I think I think the COVID will. Um, continue to adapt to its environment and um change i i think we will change with it and i think it's just here to stay i am which is really sad um i think that a large portion of that is because people are so hesitant to get their vaccines um for one reason or another that we won't go into um and uh it makes me really sad but uh i i do think there's some really sad comfort in the acceptance that it's not going to end. Does that make sense? I can understand what you're saying. Yeah. Like it's like, it's just been such a roller coaster the past year and a half. When's it going to end? And there's that suspense there, but that suspense is gone. Um, which is a really, um, I don't know. I don't know how it's melancholy. I guess I, I, like the comfort of it being like consistent. Yeah. Um, and that kind of goes back to the funny feeling thing. It's, um, it's a sad comfort. <laughs> we're, we're, we're going down with the ship, man. It's, it's, <laughs> we're, we're, uh, we're just accepting that COVID is here to stay. And that acceptance, you know, has been, is a relief after so long, but, um, at least for me, who someone who thinks it's here to stay. Um, but, uh, it is. It is still very sad. So, thanks, Joey. I hate you. <laughs> I, I, I just hope you guys are wrong. I, I mean, I, I hope we are too, too. Yeah, like, I'm, 
Yeah, yeah, I know you guys also hope that. I just really hope that. I mean, on the other end, it's like total free-balling nihilism. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like, okay, I guess we're living with this. I'm just going to do whatever the hell I want because <laughs> we're, we're burning the candle at both ends, baby. <laughs> Man. I hope to God something happens where everyone's just like, maybe I should, you know, get that needle in my arm. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's not that big of a deal, man. <laughs> it's just not. Some brutal honesty. Uh, hey, I mean, worth it. It's kind of fun being at like the, the tail end of an empire. Because that's where we're in right now, you know? It's like mm-hmm. the American empire. No, we're... <laughs> No, never mind. I'm not talking about this. This is a long. <laughs> that's a long rant. <laughs> you said the American Empire, and I was like, "Hold on a second, I'll be right back. <laughs> Grab something to eat." You know, everyone wondered, like, well, what happened to Rome? I'm like, <laughs> "We're living in, dude. Gotta, <laughs> you ain't gotta wonder much longer." Yeah. Oh man, you know, everyone always jokes about moving to a different country, but I have like totally. I mean, that's part of the reason why I'm on Duolingo. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, 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 I could see you move into another country. Which is uh, today's sponsor. Um, <laughs> yes. You know, Duolingo is actually a publicly traded company as of last week. Yeah. In other news in Duolingo news. Please sponsor our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I will present the entire sponsor in another language if they do. Uh, te presento a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, me sponsor. Sorry, I man, do it. Lingo would be upset. I just did it all wrong. Konnichiwa. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So I guess that's all we got on COVID and the end of the world. <laughs> I'm just reading about climate change now. Yeah, that that's all, folks. For COVID and the U.S. literally exploding. So, Michael, what you what you got for us? Um, I want to know when. Wh- what are your guys' thoughts on when you should openly talk about spoilers? When is the right time? When is it okay to for for people to uh, go on social media or not even on social media, but even if you're in a group with your friends in real life and you're talking about things? When is the right time? When is the right place? to talk about spoilers that's a great Uh, question joey go ahead um whenever you're with a group of your friends i think it clearly depends on the friends like us for example i don't care about spoilers kind of almost no matter what it is unless it's something i really like really care about like a game that i really like or a movie or a franchise series etc that i really care about then i don't want it spoiled but if we're just talking about some random movie or some game that I may play one day or whatever. I'm totally fine with it being spoiled, etc. Um, you mentioned last week that this was going to be your topic, so I've kind of had a little bit of time to think about it. And I started thinking about it this um, today at work. So I haven't had like the entire week, just a little bit. And at first I was like, oh, six months seems fine. But then I was like, that might be a little too long. But then I also started to think, I think that's actually too soon. I think six months is a little too soon to start talking about spoilers. So I was like, well, maybe a year. Well, a year is definitely too long. I think if you wait an entire year just to talk about something, I think that's kind of ridiculous, super long. So I'm going to go ahead and say nine months. Time for a baby to be born 
<laughs> As this art comes into the world, John, yeah, you any should... connection you can find nine months if, and childbirth. If you go, if you go nine months um, since something has been out or whatever, and you still haven't seen it, played it, done it, etc., um, unless you don't have the means for, but whatever, if you can go nine months without doing something you quote unquote care about the spoiler then I think that's ridiculous. So if nine months passes, yeah, spoilers are fair game. Wow. I uh, I disagree. I, I, figured, I figured. I I think that's honorable, what you would do for someone. I think that's way too long, though, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I think it varies. I don't, I, I don't think it's the same for every movie. I think the biggest thing is going to be how well do you know your friends? And I think no matter what, no matter how big the film is, no matter if it came out just the, the other day, it is always okay to spoil the first minute of the film. I think that's totally fine. Um, or the first minute of any TV series or really anything because, you, I mean, it will tell someone a lot. It, like, it definitely will tell someone a lot about the film but it also gives them a little bit more idea of like, it's not like what to expect. It is what sort of feeling am I looking for in this film? Uh, and usually those feelings are not presented within like the first minute. It's like the first 15 minutes, there's going to be a lot of like introduction to uh, the characters and the story and the world. But in the first minute, there's usually just going to be something cool to grab someone's attention. And so if that moment is good, you're usually in for a good film, which I think that's, you want to share that information with someone. If it's like, oh man, there was this thing and it blew up, you know, whatever, just a random example. That's not going to, that's not going to define the story or the plot. There's, if one thing blows up, there's probably going to be at least, um, I think it, I think my professor said explosions comes in threes. Um, so if you see one explosion, there will be at least two more explosions in the film. Um, fun fact. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think it's always okay. Unless there's like something, if it's like a sequel, if it's a follow-up, the first couple of minutes are probably going to uh, take you away or drop you off of the cliffhanger from the last episode or the last uh, movie. So I don't think that, you know, if, if it's an original series or original film, the first couple of minutes are fine. Like Game of Thrones, take that for example. All you see is a bunch of people in medieval, medieval times, you know? It's like, what are you going to get from that? It's like, okay, I know this is a fantasy film, or not film, series. Um, but if like if, if you don't want to do any sort of spoilers like that, I think two weeks is fine. But again, it always comes down to, I always ask people, have you seen the film? And then they're like, no. Then you always follow up with, are you okay with me spoiling something? Because you want to talk about it with them. And then if they say, mm, maybe not something like very important, I'm like, okay, I'll tell you about this thing. Maybe the character. I really like how this actor did this thing. Because um, if you want to talk about the plot, that goes by very quickly. Because the plot is the plot. You know, if you want to talk about the characters, that's an opinion. And you, you know, you see this person's performance, and you have an opinion about that, and that's not going to give away anything that the movie is trying to present to you. It's just like, oh, okay, I saw Henry Cavill in uh, The Witcher, and I really liked the way that he did X, Y, Z. And it's like, okay, cool. I didn't get anything spoiled from that. But if you say, you know, you reveal like what his character does in the plot and the story, then it's like, okay, well now it's like, should I watch it? 
you just give away a whole lot. But also some people really don't care. Some people like to watch things for just complete entertainment, like pure entertainment value. They don't want to get anything from it. They just want something to be in the background. Like that's why The Office does so well. It's, it's background material. That's why Friends does so well. A lot of sitcoms, you know, it's just background stuff. You can't really spoil a sitcom because, <laughs> you know, it's just there. It, it's very basic humor. There's some funny moments. There's some very unique moments every now and then sprinkled in. The comedy is very tame and within a box, you know exactly what you're going to get. Uh, horror films, don't spoil anything. Don't talk about those films. You, you, you'd say what you felt, how the movie made you feel. Um, if they had something very unique, like uh, an effect, usually horror films, at least this is all my opinion. Let's say they used an instrument that gave off this really unique sound. You can talk about that. But, you know, if, it, if it's like you, tr you try and talk about Get Out, you don't want to say, okay, yeah, they try and uh, take over black people's bodies. <laughs> you know, they just give away so much. Or, you, you know, The Conjuring, it's like, oh, yeah, there's this crazy jump scare. And then there's this moment where um, there's this sheet that goes off and it, it hits the ghost in this family. They're living in this haunted house and it's like, well, there's no... Those moments only do so well when you watch the film. Um, or like a, a superhero film, you know. You can give away the first couple of minutes of that because it's like, here's the character. And they're going to make a transformation. Every single superhero film has the exact same formula every single time, just told a little bit differently. You put in a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper, maybe some cayenne. Okay, cool. You've got Black Widow. Mix it up. Maybe more, put some sugar in there. And now you've got Captain America. You know, it's, it's the same stuff basically every time. But the way that they present the story and the characters themselves and the actors make it different because they're different people and some people are funnier than others. Some people are, are better actors than others. Some people can are really good at delivering dialogue or assuming their role. And that's what makes the stories feel different. Um, and you can like talk about those different things. You can say like, oh man, like the guy who plays Bucky Barnes, like, oh, I really like that because he does this, 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 and this. But you don't give away this, the, you know, you're like, oh, the Winter Soldier was, he was Bucky Barnes and he fell off the train, but he actually lived. And, you know, those are the spoilers. So it, it really depends on what you talk about. There are things that people would probably consider spoilers that the things that I'm saying are appropriate to talk about that I think you can talk about all the time. And there's other things like the very, the very plot heavy story driven parts. You don't talk about those unless someone wants to hear that. Some people don't care. You know, some people will read the whole synopsis for a film on Wikipedia and that's an enjoyable for them. My roommate, Jason did. He still does that <laughs> to this day. Um, but yeah, two weeks, if nothing else. So would you say two weeks for like social media? Uh, social media is free game. You can do that right after the movie. Don't care because it's like you can avoid that. And it does suck sometimes if you, you're like, oh, no, I just saw something. You have to, I guess, it's easier because I'm not on it anymore. But um, when I was on it, I'd be like, okay, I know to avoid. It's like if I missed the Game of Thrones season back when it was good, like I missed an episode, I'd be like, okay, I know people are going to be talking about Game of Thrones because it just came out. I'm just going to avoid it. And, uh, if you know, 
What? <laughs> it sounds like you have an opinion. Go ahead. Um, on Twitter, I think, at least maybe they did at one point. I don't know. I don't really use Twitter that often anymore. Uh, there was a there, there was like a kind of like a banned word option where you can like type in words that specifically banned from coming up on your timeline or something yes, like that. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Michael, is that still a thing? Yep. Okay. So, I mean, I guess that kind of helps. It's pretty effective. Yeah. So that I don't think that's widely publicized to people. It's kind of like, you know, a small little feature, like the thing about like muting people or blocking people. People like know about that through word of mouth. It's not like a, a highly promoted feature, like tweeting or retweeting or liking. Um, if that's what you want to, like if that's what you need, you know, do that. But I think if it's on social media, it's on social media because people want to talk about it. And I used to have a completely different opinion about this. I used to think that you shouldn't post on social media, but then I thought that's ridiculous. Right to free speech, post whatever you want, say whatever you want. doesn't matter. Put it on social media. If you want to say something right after you came out of the film, totally fine. It's up to other people to, to, to parse through that. It's not your responsibility to protect someone's ears. Um, you know, you say what you want to say. And, and, and if you want to avoid something, it does. It's a little bit extra work, but you know, that's kind of like the the reward for being there first. You know, for watching it on. It's like the whole point of like the movies, like the premiere. It's like you know first. You get to know what happens. <laughs> or if you're an idiot like me, you talk about a major plot point after exiting the theater because you're so upset and then ruined the experience for someone else. Uh, <clears throat> Last Jedi. <laughs> but. <laughs> You were doing them a favor, Robert. <laughs> yeah. So don't do what I did and talk about it as soon as you're exiting theater, even if it's so upsetting. You should hold your opinions till you're in the car. Um, but yeah, social media is free game. Don't post anything on Meverse the day the day before a movie comes out. That did suck. That did suck. <laughs> That's a thing. I think if there so. On Twitter, that's something you can avoid. Avoid when it came to <laughs> Super Smash Brothers, we have no idea what's going to pop up on those messages. We have no idea. We had no control over that. So I think it depends on how much control you have over the situation. If you have control to avoid something, then it's up to you to avoid it. If you don't have control to avoid something, then there should be a way to like avoid. I think they have the they 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 make it now so that you can't post spoilers on the the Meverse platform. If I remember correctly, yes, you are remembering correctly because they shut down Meverse. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. You can't post spoilers. You can't post anything. You can't do anything. Is dead. Well, they, they ruined the uh, the Force Awakens, so shut it down. Mm-hmm. Shut it all down. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think it kind of sucks when people intentionally go out of their way to spoil something like something huge in a movie. Yeah. Those, those people suck. Oh, yeah, that's like the I think it was back in like the early 2000s whenever J.K. Rowling uh, was writing one of the last couple books for Harry Potter. And some people on 4chan got early access to the books. And so they went around. I think this is back when like Books a Million and Barnes and Noble were still really big and people were buying books for them in person. And so people would drive around and just say like just big spoilers like Voldemort kills Harry or, you know, whatever. And that that's malicious that's horrible (laughs) those people suck and that sort of stuff is 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 ridiculous you should never do that that's just like 
why are you trying to ruin someone else's fun? Even if you don't like it, it's like, don't yuck someone's yum. You know, you can have an opinion about something. You can say, ah, oh, man, I thought this book sucked. I hate the way that JK Rowling did this thing, but like someone else may still really enjoy it. You know, it's like how much I hate Disney. I'm not going to go around to someone and say like, you're a bad person for liking Disney <laughs> or whatever. So yeah, Michael, listen closely just because I like Suicide Squad and you hate it doesn't mean I'm bad. No, that's actually (laughs) – Michael's correct about that one, Joey. You are bad. Uh, It's a fun movie. I'll stand by that to the day I die, which might be soon according to Robert and COVID. (laughs) How do you feel about spoiler warnings? Making a tweet. I don't know. Who are you talking to? Either one of you. I was kind of talking to Robert, but it's really either one of you. In a tweet? In a social media post, you put a spoiler oh, warning. Sp- it's the day. Spoiler warning. I think that's so. That's like the thing is like, so you're on social media, and I I, I believe that's totally up to you to avoid stuff. But if someone is willing to be courteous enough to say like, "Hey, I want to talk about this thing, but I I'm aware that other people want to use this platform very freely, and not see the spoiler because they probably haven't had early access like I have." I think those people should be praised. Like that is that is a good person putting a spoiler warning that's great that's good stuff and that's like i love what reddit does is where you can blank out the message and then you tap it and then it shows the spoiler so even if you're like you're scrolling through something and you're like oh i don't know if i actually want to see this you tap it and you see it like oh okay you know some people want stuff spoiled for them and some people don't and so just give you the option if you just want to look at this site people are talking about it was good it was good because people want to hear affirmation that it was good so they can watch it and then someone else is like did you know that this person kills this person and it's all blacked out and so the people who've seen it they're like oh my god yeah that scene was awesome and so the person sees this blacked out portion they see oh that was awesome that that rehypes the film even more because it's like oh there's this thing that i don't know that's really cool out there i want to watch that and i think that's special um so I, I don't know if other social media platforms would be willing to do that. Um, I don't know. I love what Reddit does. Joey. Yeah. Do you have thoughts on spoiler warnings? <clears throat> oh, no, I think, I think spoiler warnings are great and should always be used if you're going to spoil anything. I was going to talk about the same thing Robert did with Reddit. I think it's fantastic the way that they do that. Okay. I've just got lots of thoughts about spoilers. I had a conversation with someone a few years ago about this sort of thing. And I don't know. I, I think it's just because I personally could never see myself like to, to be clear, I I am completely on board and agree with Robert when he says that it's free game on social media. Um, It's uh, you know, you, you go see a movie, you want to talk about it on social media. You want to talk about what you saw. Hey, that's, that's, that's fair game. Um, I think in most cases, people who care enough about a movie or music or whatever um, are going to avoid those spaces um, long enough to give themselves an opportunity to see something, you know, for me personally, I I don't think I would ever, I, I think like if I had to put a limit on it universally, I'd say like a weekend, the, the, the three days after something comes out, um, but if it's just like 
again, if you're on social media, I don't think anyone has to do anything. I think that's that's obvious. You don't have to put a spoiler warning. You don't have to do whatever. Most people who care are going to avoid those spaces. But at the same time, like, I would never... I don't know. I just think... I, I think if you go on Twitter the instant you see a movie, then... And this is... I'm talking about worldwide release dates. I, like, if it's something like a lot of press gets to see movies early, right? Like, yeah, those people shouldn't be tweeting spoilers or whatever, in my opinion, before no, absolutely not. anyone has a chance to see it. And by should, I shouldn't, I mean, it would be very not cool of them to do that. They can do what they want, but like, I don't know. It kind of makes you a jerk, you know? Um, if you're tweeting that openly to your followers without, a spoiler warning um but like a movie comes out and it's available for everyone to see i think a weekend is fine music same thing weekend is fine um even without a spoiler warning hmm it's honestly i bring it up because it's just so it's it's a more difficult conversation than you initially think and robert you kind of alluded to this as well like you you think like or you you said you used to be of the belief i'm assuming that um spoilers or you know what why don't you go ahead and elaborate on it you said you used to feel differently about this what exactly did you mean by that yeah so uh basically it was it all came down to game of thrones uh because as you know i was obsessed with it uh way back in high school and it sucked whenever i mean anyways it i loved watching it is one of the it was like everything i wanted from a show and when i would see stuff on twitter people talking about stuff because i i was behind i was trying to catch up i started when season three had just came out and so i was trying my best not to view anything and i loved using twitter back then and i was on it all the time and i would see stuff and people would say something like Joffrey dies and season four hadn't even come out yet. He's, he dies season four, episode two. And people were talking about that. And I was like, Oh my God, I forgot there's books. And so I had this feeling that he was going to die, but I was like, also I know there's trolls. So I kind of like tricked myself and I'm like, okay, it's probably, people are just probably messing with me. Um, and so back then I was like, okay, like you shouldn't be able to post spoilers because I was like, man, that really ruined my experience. Like, at least for that moment, I was like, man, I just had this, like, heart-sinking moment. But then, like, later on, I mean, I was, I don't know how old I was, 16, uh, 17. And, and as I got older, I was just like, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad that I had that much passion to, to not want that spoiled for me. But at the same time, I realized, I was like, you know, like, I could have avoided that. I was addicted to Twitter. I was checking it like every couple of hours. And my addiction to Twitter is what like made me get that spoil for me. If I wasn't on Twitter, I would have never known. And so, and then also like as I, as I got into like college, I just learned, okay, I just won't get on Twitter during these times. And that helped. Like that worked perfectly i was like okay i just know that okay when this is gonna air on i think it was a thursday i can't remember i think it aired on thursdays so i just be okay uh you know i'll just plan something 
So I just keep myself occupied. So I don't feel the need to use Twitter during that time. Sounds crazy, like a <laughs> crazy addiction problems there. But um, so, yeah. And then, I don't know. It's, I had some conversations with people throughout college about spoilers a lot because we, we would, my friends and I would go see a bunch of different movies. I, this is back when uh, Infinity War came out. I want to say it was my junior year of college. And we wanted to talk about it because we had just seen it right as it came out. And there's some guys who hadn't seen it before. And I was talking with this kid named Dakota. And I think I want to say the people were just about to go see the movie and they were like, don't spoil anything. And he was like, okay, you got two weeks. And I was like, hmm, okay, that seems fair. Like everyone has access to go see this film. And he's like, I won't talk about it for two weeks. And he's like, you guys can talk about it for two weeks, but I'm not like, he's like, me personally, I'm not going to talk about it for two weeks. So that gives you guys enough time to go see this film. And then we can all talk about it. Cause we'd always come downstairs. We, I mean, I was living in a fraternity house. So there's 65 of us. And so there'd be tons of late night conversations about stuff all the time. And we'd usually talk about tons of different movies. And so it's like, okay, we would wait a little while to everybody had seen the film. And if you hadn't seen it after that time, it's like, okay, well it's on you. Um, and that was just for that, you know, that time. But I totally agree with what you said about like people who get early access to stuff. You shouldn't post spoilers. That's ridiculous. Like not everybody has access to see stuff immediately. And you know, that's why it's like, I don't ever feel the need to post spoilers anywhere or really even talk about them because it's like, I, I, it just doesn't, I don't know. It, it feels, I feel like some people like to talk about spoilers because it, it feels like a power dynamic. It, it feels, some people feel like it's like, oh, I have power over you because I know this thing that you don't know. Don't you want to know it? I'm going to be able to give that to you. It's, it's a, that's what I felt from other people sometimes. I'm like, this is just so silly. Like, I don't know. I'll watch it. <laughs> and if you want to spoil it for me, fine. <laughs> like, and there's still other parts of the movie I can enjoy. Um, yeah, if you're a newspaper person, that's that's what I'm alluding to here with this thought. I feel like they probably feel very powerful being able to see this thing before everyone else, like weeks, maybe even months before, at like a film festival. It's like, good for you, okay? <laughs> you work for a very big newspaper and you got into this thing, you get to see a good film. Is it good? Good. Okay, okay, I don't need to know anything else. That's all I wanted from you. <laughs> and if I want to read the review, I will. But I'll probably only go to RogerEbert.com because it's the only good review place ever. <laughs> so <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> I have so many opinions about this. Whenever you guys bring up film, it's like I can just <laughs> wind them out. Um, regarding, uh, I mean, I obviously write. I've reviewed things before they're out before. It is absolutely, at least in my experience. It was an undeniable feeling, uh, satisfying feeling of being like, I'm aware that I am experiencing this thing that people are excited about before most people can even have access to it. Um, again, I think it's, I think it's undeniable. Um, and I think it's, it's human, but obviously what you do with that says a lot. Like, yeah, I, I, I just know there are people who are fine posting spoilers um, if they're not under um, embargo. Um, because what you'll see a lot of time is uh, companies will 
put out a movie like Suicide Squad example is coming out soon. Um, and a lot of people saw that weeks ago, um, but they were under embargo, which means they agreed to uh, not talk about their experiences or even the fact that they got to see it early um, until a certain date. But what a lot of companies will do is they'll allow, they'll lift that embargo. Um, I think in this case, it was more than a week before Suicide Squad is even hitting theaters. Um, so all of a sudden, the embargo's up and people can talk about that movie a week before, like according to the agreement, they can talk about that movie a week before anyone even has access to it. So I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I, I guess it's just, it, it, for me, spoilers in general, it comes down to a courtesy thing. Um, but whether or not should or shouldn't, you know, I, I think people can talk about um, the general public release date for everyone. It's open. Um, if you want to do a spoiler warning, um, I think that's, uh, I think anyone should feel okay posting spoilers, but it comes down to a spoiler warning for me. Like if you feel like you should, you can post a spoiler warning and it's not tainting your, your, the message you're trying to communicate, you know, that's a courtesy thing, but it's a, it's a good thing for you to do. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's like I said, it, there's more to this topic, I think that meets the eye. Um, so I think it's interesting conversation. No, absolutely. Yeah. I, it's like how courteous are you it, it's like what are you going to do with that power you know do you want to like there are ways to talk about films that don't give away big things and um, like a lot of people want to give away the big stuff because that's what makes the headlines um, and so I don't know I'm just trying to like oh Captain America grows old it's like Someone posted that, man. <laughs> just like someone probably did, and I I didn't see it. But it's like, why would you do that? Like, why why would you do that? And it's like because it's something crazy. No one thinks about that. No one thinks that Captain America is going to go back in time and he's going to just sit on the sidelines while everything else happens. And he's going to grow old. He's going to live with uh, whatever her name is. Uh, and live a happy life and get his perfect ending and give up the shield. And and it's like, that's big news. It's huge news. Captain America is out. He's done. They've, Marvel's retiring him. And it's like, wow, well, okay, let, let the people just have fun. Let the people just enjoy it. But, that's, that's the thing. I, I just, I don't know. I, I just feel like I, I really cherish... Um, the idea of an artist being able to create a package and put it out to the world and hope that people can experience that package in its full without. And I, I hate trailers. I think just in general, I hate the idea of trailers, but I know companies need to get people in the seats to see things. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I, that's something I really cherish personally is the idea of being able to go into something blind. Um, if you know, you want to see it. Um, I don't know. Uh, there's something else I wanted to add, but I forget. Uh, Joey, is there anything else you wanted to, to say about it? And I'll see if I can remember what I was going to say. Um, so, yeah, hearing you guys talk about everything and explain your reasoning. Yeah, I guess nine months is kind of probably too long <laughs> to talk about or to wait for spoilers and stuff. Um, uh, as, as I mentioned earlier, I really 
couldn't care less about spoilers unless it's about something I've really deeply care about. And in that case, I'll either see it, beat it, or play it immediately. Have to shut up. No, that's Koa. He's just no, been sitting at me crying for the past ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't want anything spoiled. Yeah, I guess not. He's a he's an anti-spoiler. He agrees with my nine-month take. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like you're you're allowed to disagree. Like we can we can disagree and I mean, that's fine. yeah, no, because it's like you're, it's disagreeing like your is yeah, disagreeing is fun. But um, I mean, it do, it does make sense. Nine months is really long. Um. And like like I was saying, if it's something I truly care about, I would I'll see it or get it done, whatever, like as soon as I possibly can. So I think a better I think a better answer would probably be somewhere like one month or two. I think that that would be a lot better of an answer. because um, at that point, if you care about it enough, it'll for sure be done. And if you don't, then the spoiler's not gonna hurt you that bad. I think what I was gonna say, um, is again like and it's a point we've brought up a number of times is, you know, if you care enough about something, you shouldn't be on social media anyway, uh, just in general for that weekend, at least like infinity war and Endgame and movies that, you know, are going to contain something like, even if it's, even if you don't think it's going to have a big, it's a, it's a very big spoilable movie. Like you probably shouldn't be on social media if, if you care at all about it. Um, so, you know, if you get on and see something that's, that's on you, but I don't know me personally, I, I think like a weekend is, is a safe bet. It's a, uh, uh, like if I ever, like Robert was saying, I don't ever feel like I personally am out there. Like, man, I can't wait to talk about how, I don't know, Joel dies in the last of us. Like I, I don't find myself really wanting to say things like that it's just like i don't know me personally i i think like i would wait a weekend and then i would openly talk about things and even then i'd personally probably still keep spoiler tags on there but um oh and yeah. i also i also agree that like you're talking about what reddit does is great like that i think that's the best of both worlds where you know it gives people the option to blank something out but still maintain their message um without altering it too bad so and it gives people the option to scroll through something without any worry of like, like on, on Twitter, for example, you know, you always see people put like spoilers at the beginning of a tweet, but I wonder how effective that really is when you're scrolling the text up anyway, you know, in, yeah. in your, your eyes are kind of scanning. So also it might like, if someone has the word spoilers in all caps, your attention might be more directed towards it <laughs> because it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you're, you're just looking through all these other tweets about I don't know dogs or whatever. And then there's someone's like spoilers. It's like, shit, I just saw that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess where I come is I, I finish my thoughts are is it's, you know, I, I think you can talk about whatever, uh, pretty openly. Um, but it, it's a courtesy thing. Um, but also Twitter and Facebook and social media sites in general should look into what Reddit does because it's, it's very nice. It's a, it's a good option. One, one last thing to add. Um, if you're talking about a spoiler to somebody like directly, like if you're having a conversation with them, I think it's always a good idea to address it beforehand. Like, Hey, do you mind if I talk about this or like, have you seen this or, have, or whatever like that? Yeah. yeah that's that's a great, great courtesy. 
that's like the thing is like what is the purpose of the conversation is it i just saw this thing i'm wondering if you did too i have some thoughts about it i want to know your thoughts so we can exchange thoughts and maybe i don't know learn something more about this it's like so when i talk to my friend my friend brian watches a lot of stuff right as it comes out and when i talk to brian he almost always says have you seen this and almost every time I say, no, I haven't seen this. And I'd be like, okay, do you care if I spoil this small thing about it? Because I really would like to talk about that with you. And then it's like, yes or no. And if it's yes, he'll tell me the small thing. And I'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, that, that doesn't seem that big. Because he usually keeps it, he's pretty accurate with that statement. And then we'll talk about something. And it's usually because he does a lot of research about the like how they casted the people and how they did the music and uh, what the people do back behind the, sta- the scenes. Most recently today, actually, we were talking about the Mandalorian season two, which I haven't seen. And I was like, you know, that's fine. I've, I've had a lot spoiled for me. You can talk about it. You can talk about certain things. I don't want everything spoiled, but you can tell me some things. And so he was telling me about, I think the guy's name is Tamara Mur- Morrison, mm-hmm. the guy who plays Boba Fett uh, and did the, the the body for all of the clones. And so he's telling me about, he's like, yeah, he, he has, he is, uh, from New Zealand. He has Maori ancestry. And so he wanted to, they wanted to incorporate some of that traditional Maori uh, Hakka stuff into one of the scenes. I was like, that's so cool. Like, you know, it's really unique. So that's the sort of like that Brian talks to me about. And then there's other people that I, I can't even name someone off the top of my head, but this is all people did in high school. It's like, oh my God, this happened. And it's like, God dang it. <laughs> you know? So it's, purpose and intent like do you want to have a conversation or do you just want to just ruin someone's experience and i think most people will go with the the former they want to have a conversation and they'll be courteous but online all bets are off (laughs) it's so weird because social media is almost like it's so messed up but like every post is content you know um so like if you put a spoiler warning on that, like, yeah, I think you're being courteous, but I also understand that, like, I don't know, if a comedian has a Twitter and he exclusively says jokes through there and he wants to make a joke about a spoiler, um, putting a spoiler tag affects the, the the not the quality of that joke, but it affects what that joke is. It affects the delivery. Yeah. So I think, you know, obviously those situations are unique, but that's, I think, kind of where I come down on like, you know, know who you're following, take advantage of tools that let you um, uh, keep away from certain words or spoil things like movies you don't want to, you don't, facts about those movies you don't want to know. Um, but it is sort of like a free game thing, but like on a personal level, it's a weekend um, in person. I don't know. I, I just, I could never see myself openly talking about someone, something with someone that is a spoiler because it would kind of make me a dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, do you wake up and choose to be a dick or not a dick? And we choose to not be dicks. Some people choose violence. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Joey chooses to be God. Because he waits nine months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Joey, you really have been sent by our blessed savior. Yep, I've been sent to wait nine months before talking about any movie. Except for when you brought up that topic last week, 
that made me really upset. I Kong. waited. I waited <laughs> several years. <laughs> oh man. Um. All right. Well, that's that's pretty much that covered everything. Um. Yeah. All right. Bye. Where are you going? I don't know. God, where are you going? What is that noise? <laughs> you want to take a guess? <laughs> I know. I'm just messing around. Um, <laughs> Robert, what's your topic? All right. So the mayor of your town, he comes knocking on your door. Like he comes to you specifically. And you can tell it's the mayor because he's a big ribbon on his shirt that says mayor. And he's got this top hat and a monocle. And he looks the bit, you know, and you just know when you see this dude, uh, you're like, yeah, that's the mayor of the town. Am I living in Monopoly? <laughs> Anyways, so you, you see this this dude and he's like, I'm the mayor. And you're like, yes, of course you're the mayor. And he comes up to you and he says, I have this briefcase full of $100,000. And I need you to spend it in my city doing something for the people. What would you do? So you gotta you gotta do something. You could build like a restaurant. You could like maybe uh, I don't know, build a skateboard park. You could build something. You could tear something down. You could change the way your city does something. What is something with only a hundred thousand dollars? You can just guess. Doesn't you don't have to be precise. What what would you do to your city to make it better for everyone? I think it's laziness for me. I would choose. Uh, I would spend twenty four hours researching which charity would be the optimal charity to give it away to and i would give it away to that charity locally obviously if this is the the stipulation to the to the uh pitch um but like i think there are better ways to use that hundred thousand dollars but i don't feel like i'm personally um i'm a caveman and i can't i i i, I i'm not gonna i i can't invest that money in in ways that i think will allow me to make even more money um to then give away to charity um so yeah i think it would just i would immediately be like yep i'm just that is a very quick you know people need this money now kind of thing and i would look into again which charity i would give it to but that's that's what i would do with it um how much money again a hundred thousand dollars okay well my original thought was i'm going to buy the los angeles rams and bring them back to st louis so everyone gets <laughs> oh my- again <laughs> <laughs> but I googled it, and it cost about three billion dollars to buy an NFL team. <laughs> I have no concept of money. <laughs> well, you asked this question to two cavemen, <laughs> so um, I I would probably use the majority of the money to um, to help fund local inner city schools to kind of help them. I don't really know how to say this, but like be able to supply the needs needed for them to perform at, I guess, a better like rate. I could be able to afford to upgrade some of their classroom stuff to be able to buy the correct school supplies, maybe update their textbooks, et cetera, mm-hmm. maybe update their school gym. So it's not a safety hazard for the teacher and all the students in them. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Um, <laughs> Speaking from experience. <laughs> oh yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. I was just gonna say. I think majority of it would go to the school system. 
I'd like to tweak my answer a little bit and say, get a little more specific with it and say that I'd put that money in an arts program. Like the donation would go toward probably uh, some sort of like maybe music related um, and develop the opportunity for kids to um, discover art and to uh, take advantage of their, their abilities and resources they have um, in an arts program locally. Yeah, that's probably what I do. If you don't mind me probing a little deeper, how, like, what would this program consist of? Like, how would this program work? So, uh, I, I think it would be, it would, again, I think it would probably be music based if it were me. Um, but I'd also be interested in maybe looking into um, developing an esports program for kids, um, maybe at a specific school or maybe at a college. Um, sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say I'm on board. Um, and it, but if it's its own organization, I guess it would focus on giving resources to children um, who maybe don't have access to them. Um, again, I'm a caveman. I don't know how these things work, um, but I would like to develop arts, the art, like any, and it doesn't even have to be music or esports or whatever, like giving those opportunities to kids um, sort of in that genre, I guess. It's cliche, but children really are the future. Um, and I think preparing them for the best skill set and best life that they can have growing up overall benefits us and our entire world through that. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you on that. So I think if you're going to use money to help better your city, I think that's, I think that's a good way to go is starting with the local youth. I, uh, I think I go toward art just because, and this, I hope this isn't a tangent, but I just like, it feels like everything's about making money, you know? Yeah. And, uh, art is always at odds with that. Um, just in general. So I, I actually, a few weeks ago back to Bo Burnham, um, cause that's just all I could think about apparently. <laughs> um, I I completely butchered a bit I was explaining um, about a water bottle that he has, but it made me think of his actual bit or song called "Art Is Dead," and it's a, not a funny song. It's it's just about how like I don't know. I'm not gonna ruin it again. But no, I know the just, song. Yeah, yeah. It just reminds me of these kinds of things. Um, this sort of idea. Um, so I I think that's why I would. I, I lean towards putting money into that sort of program because, you know, we, I want more people out there, um, expressing themselves and, um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like a lot of the reason I'm alive is art just in general music, anything it's, uh, it's what keeps me going and it makes me sad that it's, it's, it's hindered by money and greed, but in a lot of ways, those things can um, uh, give people opportunities maybe they didn't have before. So I think putting that money into um, the hands, not directly into the hands of children who would just spend it on <laughs> Fortnite. Um, v bucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I think that's uh, the in my eyes one of the most positive things I could do with it. I think that's a really beautiful answer. I really do. Thank you, like, Robert. I, no, seriously, like, uh, just 
telling children to invest in themselves and to express themselves, giving them a space to do that without like, you don't have to do this for your parents. You don't have to do this for your friends. You don't have to do this for money. You're just doing this because you want to do this thing. And there's a train that's just honking around out there. <laughs> you know, maybe you want to just go to an art center and learn about trains. Sure. But <laughs> it's a sign. Yeah. No, I think that's a great answer. Just get the children to learn something like that they want to learn and it can be about themselves, about something else. And how trains work. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> dude, it's like clockwork. It's like three, six, nine, twelve every single day. <laughs> no, I think it was a really hours. beautiful answer. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real though. Like just getting children, like giving them a space to just freely express themselves and just be kids without any sort of pressure is as awesome. I just think like, yeah, like, because I had this conversation with, I think actually Joey and John, um, a few years ago, we were at our Maryville house and, uh, it just makes me sad. I feel like we go through life and your kids go through life and, the world kind of beats you down and it takes away that creativity, but you know, you come into the world and your mind doesn't have as many limits. You know, you, you've not been hardened by, um, even the good things of the world. It doesn't shape your mind. You know, you're, you, I, I don't know the way to explain it exactly, but kids are just like factories of creativity. Um, yeah. And like I said, like putting that money, in the hands of people who can help who can create an advantageous environment for those kids to really exploit those creative, those inherent creative drives, like and opportunities. Like it's, it, 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 it's beautiful. I think it could be like a really great thing to do. So call that mayor up, tell him to give me his money. <laughs> <laughs> It's all yours. <laughs> Robert, what about you? What would you do with said money? Oh, man. Now, after hearing Michael's answer, I... And also your answer, too. I, I really agree with you guys about, like, it has to be some sort of investment for children. Just... My, my original thought was going to be, like, public green spaces. Just to... I don't know. I think that if you if you live in a space that you like looking at, like if you like looking at your environment, you want to treat it better. And I think that just like, I don't know. I think subconsciously you kind of have this like, what's the word I'm looking for here? You have like this drive to kind of, you know, try and do a little bit more. Like, so for example, if like you're in a downtown space and there's like lots of trees and lots of lots of walkways and whatnot, and then you see some litter, I feel like you'd probably be more inclined to pick it up rather than if you're in an alleyway that's full of other junk, you know? So it's kind of like just keeping spaces clean. More people want to be in them. And then those people also just kind of collectively have this idea of like, oh, we should all treat this space well. We should all like be good to this space. And I think when you're all good to a space, you're also good to other people. Like you just are like, yeah, we all respect this space. And because we all respect the space, we all have something in common. And because of that, 
we all treated each other a little bit better. Like we're all like, oh, we all get to enjoy this because we all take care of it. Um, I don't know. There's something uh, you can do there with recycling, I think, with a sort of like image branding sort of thing. You know, it's almost like a a pay it forward sort of mentality. Pay it forward. That's that's exactly what I was looking for. That's it. Yeah. That's the that's the phrase. Um, something like that. Actually, my my city doesn't really have a really good like recycling program. They have recycling centers, but they're all kind of like hidden and. <laughs> They, they look like uh, a place where pharmaceutical drugs are being pumped out. <laughs> like, it, it looks Aww. really scary and it smells <laughs> horrible. Yeah, that, sound, that sounds inviting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but I guess if, I, if, I, if it was not that, maybe something for kids. I, I would love an enrichment center just a place for like children to feel smart like to explore like they they i guess how i would envision it is like each child it's not like they don't take a test but they they kind of get like these questions and they get to play with different things and so the person that's with them kind of gets to figure out like what is this child interested in and then like their program gets catered towards that child to help them like really lean into something. It's like, okay, maybe this child loves playing with Legos. Okay. Let's give them more. And then also maybe give them, I don't know, some sort of other building block type style games, or maybe they want to do like brain games, you know, things of that nature. So they can like really lean into something that they're, they're good at, but then also, the program would introduce other things. So they're not just like, it's not like a program to pump out the best, the world's best engineers. That's what it kind of sounds like. <laughs> but, you know, it's like they also get to do something musical or they get to like make a movie or they get to sing or play outside. You know, it just, they get introduced to a whole bunch of other things. So they know down the line, it's like, it's good to lean into what you're strong in, but there's also other things you can enjoy. You don't have to just get sucked into one thing. You don't have to just rely on your one strength just because you're good at one thing. That doesn't mean it defines you. You can still be good or even just enjoy other things, even if you're not good at them. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Something along those lines. I just want children to feel good. (laughs) I, I just want to say after, you know, so much negativity, just in general, uh, not in this podcast, I mean, kind of in this podcast in the, in the beginning, um, but just life, you know, it, this has been a very productive topic and a really not productive, but just positive topic. that's made me feel good about the world. Um, yeah, I, I think that's such a, both of your answers. I love both of your answers. I love all of your guys' answers. It's just like, like doing things for children, I think is one of the easiest ways um but still one of the best ways to make a positive impact um just in the world um but also robert your first idea of creating an atmosphere that almost subconsciously raises positivity and helpfulness in a community i think is a a beautiful way to change everything with with while still like changing you know what you can with with only a hundred thousand dollars so 
Yeah. You guys are the best. You're you're such good people. <laughs> you're just good people. You did a real 180 here. <laughs> yeah, no, you're seriously. also great, Michael. <laughs> well, just shut up. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> I don't know. I've just been watching a lot of depressing things lately. Um, yeah, don't do that. I did watch Your Name last night. And it was, it made me very happy. I mean, it was kind of a roller coaster, but it, I don't know. It just made me feel really warm inside. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, yeah. So that's my mission for everybody listening. Go, go watch something that makes you happy this week. And next week we'll probably talk about COVID again or something. <laughs> not, not unless the restrictions get improved even more. As long as Joey's here. Hey, you know, twice in like, a three month span isn't bad considering how long this has been going on. <laughs> Could be worse. Yeah, I mean, compared to most news networks who are pumping this stuff out 24 hours a day. <laughs> like, have you forgotten about COVID? <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think we're ready to wrap up. I think so. Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> Joey. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> So thank you all for listening to this episode. I hope you had fun. I hope you laughed, cried, smiled, frowned, thought our discussion was good, thought it was bad, whatever. Uh, let's hope you enjoyed it. Thank you all for listening. And this is Joe Miro. Joe Miro. Joe Miro. Joe Miro. Joe Miro.